0: Blog talk Radio.
1: Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. My name is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the difference process for writing a book that matters. Each week here on Book Journeys, we talk to an author about their experience writing a book, how they went from idea to completed book in their hands, what obstacles they faced and what benefits that they've received from being a writer, why being an author has been helpful to them, to their business, to their legacy. This week on the show, we have Paul Rosen. He's an acupuncturist and a nutritionist, and he is the author of Be Healthy Now for Women. He's got a couple books out there, but we're going to talk today about his latest book, Be Healthy Now for Women. Paul, thank you so much for being with us.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Angela. Very much appreciate it.
1: Excellent. Well, tell us about being
0: healthy now for women. What's it about? Well, in in my, I've been a a clinician helping people with um, nutritional healing, personalized nutritional healing for, uh, uh, gosh, almost twenty years now. And over the years, I've had the good fortune to work with thousands of people. And when when I ask them what caused them to reach out to work with somebody like me, they they always. Uh, they most often say they were just simply tired of guessing what to do. You know, they'd spent a lot of money and a lot of time either on supplements or even other practitioners or whatever, and they, they, um, they just got tired of not succeeding at what they were doing. Hmm. But, th- but many folks are not necessarily right now willing to make a commitment to working with a professional. So Be Healthy Now for Women was the book that I uh, put together and created to bust a lot of myths and as an entry-level guidebook that that any willing woman can put into action, expect to see improvement in their health. So it's based on clinically tested, patient-tested information, Mm. not just theories or repeating of the usual stuff that you read. Um, so it's not theoretical, it's totally practical. So, for I example, love, it oh, identifies... And it,
1: I, I noticed that, you, that your title of your book says For Women. So um, yeah. th- th- does this advice not apply to men? What, what's the For Women component?
0: Well, I mean, there are some definite – there's definitely some crossovers. But the reason I chose this book for women in particular is because one of the other thing I noticed in my, my, uh, my practice was that... Um, women were, were were often the the lead with respect to especially with kids um were, were the lead in the household and their commitment became the family's commitment. Mm-hmm. I felt it important to uh to help to raise the the quality of of health and and uh, um, for women first often affects the kids and kids are pretty important
1: mhm Fascinating. So, um, let me ask you a question. Does your sure. uh, your business, obviously, is as an acupuncturist and a nutritionist, um, it is it, obviously very closely related to the content of your book. It helps you create that book. So, what's your is your first love working with patients, and the book is a way to work with patients, or did you write the book for the love of writing a book, and it just happens to fit your business. So let's talk about the relationship between being a writer and being an acupuncturist.
0: Well, I'm kind of a really practical guy and um, I'm also very dedicated, very passionate about helping people uh, get well who are not well and also maintain that wellness when they become well. So you have to be pretty practical, you know what I'm saying? And communication is a very very important in that process because when you're changing, when you're helping people change their lives, you know that's not something that people do just sort of off the cuff. It takes a commitment to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: these books, these books, uh, well at least this book in particular, um, uh, this one, Be Now for Women um, and also The Passport to Wellness are, are books that, that, that help communicate to people and repeat the messages that I am constantly giving patients in my clinic. So it's a very practical, um, you know, very practical application, very practical approach. Communication is so important, and and books, people tend to covet a book. You know, they throw away a piece of mm-hmm. paper, they don't throw mm-hmm. away a book. So um, I, I just found it was kind of a very it was a very useful medium to help people. Have a reference point to go back to. And uh, is uh,
1: writing and easy learning. for you? Is writing I'm sorry, something I didn't that comes natural? Is writing something that comes naturally for you? Is that easy for well, you? Well, not in
0: the beginning. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I went to law school um, in um, in the early '80s, and uh, I wrote my I, I took my first in law school. You know uh, the. the the exams are are not um a multiple choice you actually have to write mm-hmm. out essays right mm-hmm. and um my my uh, uh most of my professors knew that I knew the material, but they were just shocked at my inability to to <laughs> to communicate <laughs> it in writing <laughs> um So I was not a natural writer. You know, a
1: lot of people have, a a lot of my clients, a lot of people I know have that story that they were told at some point in their, usually in their educational career, you know, you're not a very good writer. And then getting through that mental obstacle of, you know, I know you know the concept, but you're not a very good writer. Whatever that, that story is you have in your head can be sometimes hard to write your book. Was that something you had to get past for yourself?
0: You know, Aside from actually, I mean, there there are some things you have to learn about writing for sure. I mean, you know, syntax and and uh, punctuation and all that sort of thing. But but at the end of the day, <clears throat> passion is the key. If you're passionate mm-hmm. about your subject, then you know the rest of it shouldn't be a, shouldn't be prohibitive. And um, so tell
1: so tell me as you were writing your as you were writing, you've written three books now. What are some yeah. of the what are some of the challenges you faced in getting your book actually written? What have been some of the hardest parts of that journey?
0: In getting it written, Yes,
1: yeah, well, in the, the beginning, the part.
0: yeah, the first part, the the first book that I wrote, the Great Health Heist, um, I, I really had no idea how to actually organize the material I'd written into a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd written a lot of material but how to put it together in book form, you know, like yeah. starting at the beginning and introduction and the middle and, and then, you know, conclusion and that sort of thing. So I really reached out for some, um, uh, for some help in that respect. My first book, I, I really had uh, a ghostwriter sort of respect help me with the first book. And, and I went to school in that whole process. And my next two books I wrote completely on my own. Because um, this person actually helped me find my find my voice, and fine tune my passion, and so I was able to um, uh, take a lot of lessons that I learned from that initial book, and then apply them in the subsequent books.
1: So, what did you? What were some of the big lessons you learned from working with a ghostwriter,
0: or a um, co-writer? Sort of tone, yeah, co-writer, sort of tone. You know, when you're writing, I mean, are you upbeat? Are you are you you know kind of just only factual? You know what I'm saying? Are you are you excited about what you're doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Are you
0: just sort of so-so about it? Or Are you just reciting material, that sort of thing? So you know, your voice. Um, he helped me. He helped me, uh, you know, identify what my voice was. What you know, where I was coming from, and how to. Uh, how to articulate it. And that was, boy, that really was one of the things that set me free.
1: And you said for you, um, figuring out what the structure was, a lot of uh, people have a lot of maybe blog posts or essays they've written, things they've written, but they don't know how to put them into book form. Is that something you think you've learned along the way? What advice would you give about organizational structure?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I have learned about that. basically outlining is is very useful so if if you outline where you're starting um, and then your various sections what what it is you want to uh, what the content of the book what you want to put in it now um, we're not talking about writing i don't know what i don't know what writing a, a you know a fiction book is all about, although maybe one of these days I will write one um, but this was this is more in the in the the self help uh, area of of uh, of bookdom, so to speak. So I I, I learned to outline the, the subjects, and um, with a beginning, with you know with a, an ending, and then uh, the various sections in between, which are which are fairly demonstrated in the text itself. If you if you look if you look at Be Healthy Now for Women, you can see that happening, um, and that was very helpful.
1: So um, when you wrote your last book, how long uh, was the actual writing process from you, from when you got the idea to write the book until you had the finished manuscript? How long was that process?
0: Oh, gosh. That kind of catches me a little flat-footed. You know, time Mm -hmm. is not (laughs) something... So let's
1: talk about what your writing schedule was like. Were you writing every day? Was it like a very focused, intense month or was it something that you'd write a little and, you know, months went by but you were taking it at your own pace? How did that work?
0: Yeah, I was pretty much taking it at my own pace. I mean, because I'm I'm you know, writing is not the only thing I do. In fact I'm being a clinician, I'm sort of working with people on every day, so uh but when I did have the days, um to do it, you know, several days a week or on the weekend, and then then uh, um, it's an interesting process. I I almost sort of had the experience of a muse. You, you know what I'm saying? It was like mm. I would sit down and I would start writing, and I knew that day I was going to get a lot done. It's almost wow. like somebody so somebody was talking to me and I was articulating it, you know, on the computer. I use a computer. I don't write longhand. My my writing is pathetic.
1: Mm-hmm. So I found
0: the computer to be extremely useful for me. Plus, being as old as I am now, being able to expand the, the letter size to any size I wanted, that's also useful.
1: <laughs> and so when the manuscript was done or while you were even writing it, did you know how you would go about publishing?
0: Yeah, of course, this is my third book. Um, so that that was easy. I had already uh, worked with uh, a publisher Warren Publishing and uh um Kathy Brophy is the um she's the owner and you know main driver of that that uh, uh smaller publishing outfit and I became good friends with her uh, actually and um you know I just very much enjoy working with her she she really helped to fine tune um you know what I was doing you know editing and so forth and uh, and the other thing is she helped me uh, find uh, she she's got a very good creative uh, staff for uh, book covers, which is I think extremely important
1: and so so you did you publish all three books with this uh, company? I did yeah. and yeah. How, did you consider like what do you think are the benefits so this this is a publishing company I'm guessing that is. Uh, it's author funded so you 're basically paying for services and then you own your copyright and you get your uh, your full the, the full royalties or most of the royalties or something like that
0: yeah yeah that 's exactly right although i mean we can there there is some promotional um activities that uh, you know that you can uh, purchase and add in on top of that so <clears throat> she wasn 't buying the book from me, so it yeah it was definitely um
1: it's a know, a author, basically author-financed,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Got it. And I, okay, well, I, wanted... I, I pretty much wanted to maintain as much control over, um, you know, the process and over the copyright and royalties and whatnot. It's just something that I personally, um, you know, thought was important for me.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Why did you make that decision? What do you see as the benefits? And did you weigh? other options like doing it yourself without paying for it or you know, hiring your own designers and things like that? Or did you think about trying to get a traditional contract with a more traditional publisher? Why is this decision the right one for you?
0: Um, I, I actually didn't. In, in my first book, The Great Altheist, I had a number of options. I had a larger publishing outfit that um, um, actually had agreed to publish my book. I would have had very little uh, control over, uh, you know, over what happened with the book and what was going on. And one of the reasons why I didn't do that um, was, uh, you know, uh, one of the uniquenesses to me was I, I am a part of a, an organization um, uh, w- which uh, teaches um, practitioners to do the work that I do called nutrition response testing. And that organization oh, is extremely interested. I've worked
1: with a nutrition response tester. Wow. Okay, cool.
0: Well, there you go. Well, Paul Rosen is the author of the of the work for that. For that um,
1: nice. Um. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you may even have seen if you worked with a nutrition response tester, they more than likely had the great health heist in their office.
1: Yeah, but maybe that's anyway, not familiar. So, go yeah, ahead. So,
0: so the... the, the the reason I, I I didn't choose the um, for this larger publisher to sort of take care of the whole process was because I I already had a ready a kind of a ready made market for the book. But had I not,
1: okay, say more about that. Cause I understand what you're saying, but I want you to expand on that for our listeners. So
0: yeah, you had a ready made market, dis-
1: which means.
0: Yeah, I I knew that the distribution and sales of the book was was certain um, once it was put together in a format that the, the company, uh, Ulan Nutritional Systems, uh, you know, approved of.
1: So, okay, I'm going to jump in here because this is such an important lesson. So you had an option to go with a more traditional publisher, and the reason you had an option to go with a tr- more traditional publisher is? Because, because, well, first of all, they liked They knew the book, the book was going to sell. <laughs> yeah. right publishers are looking this is really important to listen to there's so many people I work with that really want a traditional publishing contract and you need to listen to this lesson from Paul here Um, you know everybody has a different way to publish their book that's right for them there's no one right way but this lesson is critical Paul has a built-in market he knows there's X number of people that are gonna buy this book so he pitches his book to a publisher they are much more likely to say yes than if you don't have a list or a built-in market in the way that Paul did, which is great. You can have a traditional publisher, huzzah. Except Paul obviously knows a thing or two about math, and what he realizes is the exact reason the publisher is willing to give him the contract is the reason he should not take it.
0: That's, <laughs> He's exactly, right. That
1: That's exactly right. get that same number of sales, and instead of giving that revenue to the publisher – He's like, I'll front the money. I'll advance the cost of making sure this book looks professional, can be found on Amazon.com, that I can order copies to give to the people I know or sell to the people I know are going to buy it. I'll fund that because I'd rather get 100% of the revenue on the back end than split it with a publisher, especially when most publishers are looking for, you know, 90% of your royalties.
0: Oh, yeah, easy, Seven, easy, yeah.
1: Seven and a half percent is the standard royalties that authors are seeing these days from traditional publishers. So, yes, they can help you get out to a wider audience, except they're unlikely to to accept your book if you don't already have the built-in sales. And if you have the built-in sales, you shouldn't use them <laughs> because you should keep all, all of that money yourself the way Paul has done. So I think that's such a critical lesson that, so many authors just spend months and months bashing their head against the wall to get an agent and to get a contract when really if your book is going to sell and you're going to make money off of it, do you want to give that, you know, that share of the revenue and that share of the control away to a publisher? Maybe in some cases, yes. Maybe with fiction, yes. But I'm not saying it's never the right solution. If you're a celebrity, for sure. Um but in your case, obviously, a very smart decision. How, did you just figure that out on your own, or did you have a book coach, or h- how did you figure that? How did you come to that? No, I,
0: I, you know, I figured that on my, I figured that out on my own actually. That was at least one of the things I could do on my own. <laughs>
1: a lot of people make that mistake. A lot of people make that mistake, and they give away, um, they give away really what their most valuable asset is.
0: Well, the um, other thing about and, this is, is it, that one thing I will say that, that I think is important here, and that is, Angie, that I, um, because of my passion for what I was doing, I felt that having a book was, particularly in my, my geographical region, was going to set me apart from so many, you know, practitioners of the alternative healing arts in our area i mean we've got a ton of schools graduating chiropractors and naturopaths and acupuncturists and nutritionists and massage therapists and et cetera, et cetera. and you know not only am i passionate about my work but i also have to make a practice <laughs> right yeah so mm-hmm. i felt i felt that one of the ways that i could distinguish myself was to write a book well <clears throat> i also knew that um Uh, Dr. Ulan, Dr. Freddie Ulan, who was the the, the founder and creator of Nutrition Response Testing, also knew that, uh, because of my relationship with him, that he had been trying to write a book about his work for an extended period of time and had, up to that point, not been able to get it done. So, truth be told, I wrote the book on my own and paid for it, and then I offered it to him, and he was turned out to be very excited about it and um, loved the material and then adopted the book for, uh, for, the, uh, you know, for nutrition response testing, the whole world of it. I, I pretty much assumed he was going to, but what, my point that I'm making here is if you have a passion, do it, do it. If you're writing a book just to make money, you know, you might get lucky, you might not, but, but the overwhelming majority of people don't get lucky.
1: Buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah,
0: buy a lottery ticket. But if you have a passion about your subject, that's really going to carry you a long way. But, of course, you know, don't spend more money than you have and, don't, and absolutely know that selling the book is a whole different thing than writing the book.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. So what, has been, what, what have been some of the promotional um, tactics and strategies you've used that have been most successful or maybe ones that have been your biggest waste of money and time? That's a good
0: question. Um, promotion is, if, if you want to sell your book, you have to promote it. You absolutely have to promote it. Now, as we talked about, once um, uh, Dr. Ulan accepted my book as the, as the book to, uh, uh, you know, promote his work, Nutrition Response Testing, I had that ready-made market. So I, I was, those books were selling. My Be Healthy Now book for women has not gone that same way. So um, I'm also a radio show host myself. Health Matters is the name of my show, and uh, it's on KPAM 860 AM radio in uh, in Portland on Sundays um, uh, from 8 to 10 AM in the morning. That's Pacific time, obviously. And so I promote the book on my radio show. And I also um, have purchased or did purchase some promotional um, uh, I can't remember the name of the service exactly, but it was suggested by Kathy Brophy, my publisher, to do. And I threw out about a thousand bucks or so to get this thing done. And it was basically they would take the book and send it out, you know, uh, I, I imagine via email because that's those are the things that I got back to all different types of the types of reviewers. And then, you know, okay. hopefully, hopefully. You know those reviewers would write back and say, "You know, would you uh, send me a copy of your book?" and then hopefully uh, they would review it and I would have to say that that my experience with that um, was you gotta have a lot more staying power than just a thousand bucks
1: mhm i
0: I just did that for a couple of months. Um, promoting a book is a lot of work. It's a lot, and, and and unless you have a ready-made market, you've got to expect to spend, you know, I would say thousands and thousands of dollars to get it done. I mean, to really get mm-hmm. it done successfully.
1: Right, and the, you know, one of the big challenges with a book is there's always a I um, don't think you'd have to spend to promote your book versus how much you can actually make on a book, because it's obviously not a high-dollar item. Oh. <laughs> and so... Well,
0: I mean, just you know, as an we example.
1: Talk about
0: a lot is... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, just as an example, um, you know, the list price on the Be Healthy book, or on any book, really. I mean, you rarely sell you rarely sell books for list price, so you might as well get mm-hmm. that you might as well get that out of your head. So let's say you discounted twenty or thirty percent. You know, I mean, you. Um, I don't know. You might make a couple of bucks a book if you're lucky. Maybe a dollar on a book. Mm-hmm. So you got to spend a you got to you got to sell a thousand books to get a thousand dollars.
1: So. And that's very uh, hard from an advertising standpoint to make those numbers work. It, it, Which it is. Which is why I mean, hopefully been, you're I, selling. I, hopefully you're selling more than a book. So in your case, you're selling your book. You're also um, getting clients for your business, right?
0: Exactly, exactly, and that and that works out. That that changes the equation dramatically. But I mean, I just to give you an example of the great health heist. Um, you know, I've sold close to forty thousand copies of that book.
1: Wow, great.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot.
1: Mm-hmm, uh sure.
0: huh. Um, but again, that was that was you know because of that ready-made market. But a thousand mm-hmm. books is a lot a thousand books is a lot of books to sell. And you hear all the New York Times bestseller list and hundreds of thousands of books and all this sort of stuff. There is a ton I mean a ton of promotional cost to getting that book on a on a bestseller list.
1: Right. So but let's talk about um let's talk about the other ways that you've used your book to generate revenue and um, you know, to kind of build your brand and your name uh, okay. that maybe don't have a direct monetary value but are certainly valuable to you, uh, what are what are some of the benefits of having a book? Why is it worth spending the money and the time to do it?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it has clearly, um, you know, uh, resulted in me being the uh, deemed the expert in this field. I mean, no matter what. So, I use the book. I mean, having a book, and and it's a very interesting thing. But it's it's it's. I think in some respects, it's almost more perception than anything else. You know, once mm. you've written a book, for some reason, you're somebody. You remember the movie The Jerk with, uh, yeah, um, with Steve. Uh, gosh,
1: Steve, Steve Martin. Martin,
0: right? You remember? Yep, you remember that, that scene. Yeah, you remember that scene where, where he was waiting for the telephone book and his and it, he saw his name in it, and he was a somebody.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, books well, are amazing that book, way. Nothing can change. You have all the same knowledge you had before and after you write your book, but now you're viewed as an expert. And you have the opportunity to leverage that. Whether it's fair or not, it is just the truth.
0: If you, have the, if you, if you are in a field and you can get a book done and published, I absolutely, totally support that. Process. It's 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 something uh, you should do. So once I wrote that book, then I I, I could I could leverage that uh, you know in being a radio show talk host because not only was mm-hmm. I a radio show talk host talking about the subjects, right now I had a book and writing about the subjects and I give that book away to people who communicate with me on my show. I give it away.
1: I I just give it away. It gives people a reason to call in and maybe participate more, and there's certainly a value to that. That means their friends and family are probably listening. Right. Um, I think those are some great ways to use a book. Um, Paul Rosen, uh, you can hear about his radio show. You can probably tune into that as well. If you go to AccuNatural, it's A-C-U-N-A-T-U-R-A-L, AccuNatural.com. He's got a link for his radio show so you can see how he's promoting his book with his radio show. That is something you probably have an opportunity to do, too. Look at how he's doing that. Check out his book, Be Healthy Now for Women. is his new book, Um, so be sure. Is that book on Amazon.com?
0: It is. It's on Amazon, and also you can purchase it uh, off uh, our website as well.
1: Terrific. So get a copy of um, Paul's book. Paul, thank you for, so much for giving such uh, you know, honest advice. There's a lot of things that people don't tell authors, and, and I really appreciate you sharing your experience.
0: Yeah, you're totally welcome. Um, and thanks so much for having me. I I'm, I'm very, much very much appreciate it, uh, Angie.
1: And so we will be back next week at Book Journeys Radio talking to another author about their experience writing a book. In the meantime, we are changing the world. One book at a time.